It's time for Cyclone Insider. From the Des Moines Register and 1460 KXNO, Des Moines Sports Station. All right, welcome to this week's Cyclone Insider here with the Des Moines Register on 1460 KXNO. Fully aware that a lot of people download this as a podcast, however, we are on live radio as well. So in 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 Des Moines, Iowa, so we will keep you guys updated on the Iowa-Illinois game throughout the, the next hour or so. Hawks were up by eight last I saw uh, in the Big Ten tournament. Hawks Central was earlier this week, hence is why we were on a on a Wednesday. Uh, clones played last night. Tough, tough uh, night, Randy, against Oklahoma State. And, you know, I think we've all kind of come to the same conclusion. This team's just out of gas. They're beat right now. Let's try to get through the season with your respectability and, and, and move on. I don't see how they can win a game in the Big 12 tournament. I don't um, um, – the three-point shooting is going to have to overcome the horrendous defense. Cam Lards hit the wall, it appears. Um, Terrence Lewis doesn't play defense. I'm not certain that, uh, um, you know, Wigginton is, is – is, he's not playing the greatest either. He's scoring a lot of points, but he's, you know, he's still turning it over. So. I think he feels like he has to do everything yeah, right well, now. Yeah, well, he does, and, and, yeah. and he does have to do everything. And, and – you know, God bless Donovan Jackson. Yeah, um, that, that's a good way to put that with him. He he's been through hell over the last couple of weeks or so. Tommy Birch is here. How are you, Tommy? I'm lovely. How are you? You have anything to add uh, from last night's loss to Oklahoma State? No, I mean the only thing I would say when it you know yeah when it comes to um, you know a game like last night or you even kind of peek ahead to the Big Twelve tournament. Just like man, it, now you really see just how much they miss those bodies of Solomon Young and Nick Weiler Bab. I mean, now it's just it's just taking such a toll on them physically, um, emotionally too, and then everything that they've gone through with Donovan Jackson as well. I mean, it's just a team that has taken hit after hit after hit. I mean, I think we all knew there were going to be plenty of trying times during the season, but they've just dealt with so much more adversity than we thought they would with the injuries yeah. and the the stuff with Donovan Jackson's dad too. Realistically, Pete, we're this is totally hypothetical, but I, I think it's relevant. And, and it's not like excuse making or anything like that. Where do you think they would have been had they stayed relatively healthy? Like if Nick doesn't get hurt this year, if Solomon's okay this year, stuff happens, guys miss some games, I get it. If they stay relatively healthy this year, what do you think the ceiling realistically could have been for this team? Seventh, maybe. Yeah, kind of in the Oklahoma, Baylor, Texas. I'm with you. Range right now where they are. I still don't think they're in the tournament. Do you? No, not at all. No, yeah. no, 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 not at all. And I've said from day one, I've written from day one that the Big Twelve's overrated. I mean, also, so I mean, I don't know how many teams the Big Twelve will get in, but they're certainly not going to get seven. Um, I wouldn't think so. No, I, I, I think they could have been in the. You know, in the seven, I would say could have been in the seven range had everybody been um, been healthy. I do. And next year, though, I think they can get in the top four. I do too. I do too. What about you, Tommy? Same question. Yeah, I mean, I would say probably around that seventh range. I mean, the thing about Iowa State that people forget is now it's like Hans Brace, just totally the forgotten guy because um, he he's hardly done anything. I mean, they were expecting some big things for him. Now I think people forget just, man, how much time Zoran Talley missed 
too. I mean, to think about how far he has come already, if he didn't have that month away, just how much better would he be right now and how much better would Iowa State have been during that time as well? I mean, he's been the X factor that they've been missing at times this season. So um, that's kind of the forgotten injury, I think, when it comes to Iowa State because we spend as as rightfully so, so much time talking about Weiler, Babb, and, and um, Solomon Young. But to think that Iowa State went a month without Saran Talley seems, seems crazy to think about now. Having said that, yeah, next season just um, it, it's going to be really interesting. But it's it's like we've said, there are going to be so many new parts, moving pieces to this team next season and so many roles that – still haven't been defined that they still have to get figured out but at least going into next season there's more talent there's more depth there's more probably room for error than there was this season they're still going to need a shooter though next year they, they, yeah that's you know because they're let's just face it let's just let's just all make an agreement right now us three everybody that's listening let's just make a make an agreement right make now. a pact yeah let's make a pact let's not do a blood pact or any of that stuff that's no, dangerous that's yeah that's very let's dangerous just, let's just do a pinky finger whatever my granddaughter likes to do that thing pinky swear yeah that's it all right um that this team will not be a good defensive team next year or ever um wow you really uh, so, i don't know about that so, okay well let's, let's talk about it let's let's, let's so anyway, that. i'd I, like to hear me, your point when i finish it what i'm going to say okay. is, what i'm going to say is therefore this team's got to shoot it that's that's the way Iowa State teams of the past got by for the most part. Yeah, but they could shoot the heck out of it. Yeah, but who's going to play defense? I think in the end, you know, in the past we've seen Steve Prome teams kind of get better at the end of the year defensively, and I would say just you know one having everybody else getting another year of experience, guys like Wigginton, um, and then I mean Shayok. I think Shayok's going to bring you. A lot to the table defensively. Jacobson too, can D. You know, Jacobson I can think, D. I think there are some pieces to the puzzle where, yeah, they aren't going to be a, a lights out great defensive team, but they're going to be considerably better than they were this season. I agree with that. I agree with that. But I, I'm. Yeah, I guess that'd be my question, Randy. What's your definition of good? Is it like top fifty defensive efficiency? Is top, it top? What did you say? Top fifty. I mean, sure. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I, I guess this is how I would put it, and I, I don't know. It's hard because I, I haven't really seen a lot of these guys, right? Like, I, I've seen tape of Shyock yeah. and I mean, and of Horton Tucker, but I, who, who knows how that – my whole deal is, like, I, I think a guy like Cam Lard's defense can greatly improve next year just because what's exactly. in front of him. Exactly. So, like, Shyock's going to be a better – Shyock comes from Virginia. Like, it's a defensive school. Right, it is, and he, Lard's kind of like the the second. He's like the Kamari Cotton Moya. Kamari's a lot better when he has a decent D line and linebacking core in, in front of him when he's not having to do everything on he's his own. He's got to be the last line I, of defense. He can't be the guy. Yeah, I just think like right now it's really hard to judge like a Cam Lard for a couple reasons. One, he he's scared to death to pick up a foul. And when he does, he he, he loses his mind out there, and then he he's so scared to get another, and he just quits playing defense. We've seen that from him since basically since Solomon Young's been out. Two, like I just think that all of these guys are looking at this thing like, oh my god, I have to do everything, and I don't know. I just think when there's more capable dudes out there, 
Like, Iowa State went from Terrence Lewis never playing to playing like 30 minutes a game right now. Like, they, guys are out there who probably shouldn't be. Jacoby Long, I'm sorry, doesn't look like a Big 12 player to me. He's been here for two years. He doesn't look like a Big 12 player to me. He's a, I'm sure he's a great guy, good depth guy. He can come and D up every once in a while. Not a Big 12 player. Um, so I just think that maybe in the offseason you get more guys in here develop a little bit I don't know I don't know if I'll make that pact with you though and I don't even disagree with you I just I want to see him more if that makes sense like I don't know who Michael Jacobson is really yet he'll play defense he'll play defense Shayok is he hasn't played defense for a year so I think the jury's still out on him Taylor mm-hmm. Horton Tucker that's going to be a new thing to him playing yeah. defense at least he's a body you know he's well, a, sure he's yeah, a very good body he'll, yeah. he'll start right ready. away yeah he'll start right away oh yeah He's a little different than a guy um, like Terrence Lewis. Who, I mean, I think he like he'll his defense will. I don't know like about his positioning or like where he's at upstairs. He'll be better though because of his body. Like exactly. he he's a guy who I look at him and I like he, okay he he looks like a kid. He doesn't look like a grown man out there. Yeah, Horn Tucker right now physically looks the part like he would be ready to step in and what he can get away with in terms of knowledge. Um, you know, experience, you know, learning what Iowa State's trying to do defensively, he can probably get, get away with just because he is so much more put together than a guy like Lewis, who, look, is just not an imposing figure. And like you said, doesn't look half his age, too. So just those additions, Jacobson, Shayok, um, just the natural maturity and experience that you would think you would get out large would make you to th- lead you to believe that at least Iowa State is going to make some significant strides, which in the grand scheme of things right now, they probably could not be much worse defensively yeah, really than bad. they are right now. Yeah. There's only one direction to go. And I'm not with you quite on Lard yet. I mean, I'm the guy that wrote a month ago, he's the MVP of the team. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but... No, I, I don't. I, I'm trying to pick my words carefully here I, because he's just he's just a puppy. He's a puppy, yeah. Yeah, but you're right. But I he's got the Deontay Burton. He's going through what Deontay Burton went no through question. his first year. Yep. The bad body language. If your first two possessions last night was really bad. Oh, it was the worst. If you go through, if your first two possessions aren't good possessions, then you're done for the night. I mean, there was one play last night, and I replayed it when I got home. There was one play last night in the first half where. Um, the dude that, 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 that Cam was, was guarding. And remember, I'm the guy that wrote a month ago that he's the MVP. The guy Cam was guarding, Cam thought that he, that he should have been called for traveling. He motion, gave the, mo, the travel motion um, to DeRosa, to Joe DeRosa. He's immature. Meanwhile, yeah. while he's vehemently and, and demonstratively doing the traveling motion to DeRosa, who's a Final Four ref, the dude, lays it, the dude does a finger roll. I mean, it was... Pete, in your career, how long does it usually take these guys to wake up? About a year. Okay. That's what I'm... That's what I'm... Yeah. And every guy's different. He's got... The get him... Yeah, you get into a big... I, I, I mean, it I took wrote, guys like Jamil McKay and right. Deontay Burton until their senior year. And you know what it was? They got him there. They got him there. Besides besides Prom and, and his staff, they got into big man camps. They got into camps during the summer. They learned all their stuff. They learned stuff during the camps. They brought it back to the team and the, during their informal workouts, and, and it carried over. Deontay Burton was 
was night and day. And yeah, he was a pain it. in the rear for a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. At Marquette, at Iowa State, right, and then, exactly. then he, and he was then one he, of the nicest the, kids the, ever. The light clicked on. Yeah. McKay, same thing. The light clicked on. These guys did their summer work, due diligence during the summer. That's why it's so darn important for Iowa State, for Bab and for Solomon Young to get healthy as soon as they can, get to their summer camps, go to their whichever camps they're going to go to, learn their, learn their stuff, bring it back to the team, integrate it, and, and move on. I think Lard is a he's he, I think he's a difficult coaching job for Steve <laughs> in the sense that the, the talent's clearly there as was the case with Deontay and Jamil. I think the difference is like Deontay and Jamil weren't ever going to be leaders. It just wasn't in them. I when I watch Cam like I feel like he's a guy who guys will follow. I think Cam could be that guy and I think that you just have to be careful like because Jamil and Deontay were never demonstrative out there. They just kind of did their thing and you know, like they they were kind of quiet guys. They weren't they didn't really speak with their voice. They did they let their play do the talking. Where I I do think that Lard has this potential to be a leader. Cameron, I can sense it in him. Yeah, I, I get the feeling that Cameron Lard kind of wants to be that guy down the road, but Yeah, how do you Yeah, where I'm going with this, Tommy, is like how do you coach him up and, and get him to grow up a little bit? But not take that out of him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why I'm not a coach. <laughs> I have no idea. We just play you know, them and, on the radio. But yeah, I, I mean, the tough thing is, yeah, you want to mold him into this leader and you want him to be somebody that everybody on the team follows. But at this point in time, too, you don't want guys following Cameron Lard's uh, example. You know, maybe a little bit on the court. I mean, it's, but it's like right now, it's just just far too inconsistent. I mean, I think Randy and I could probably tell within the first 10 minutes of last night's game, like, okay, Iowa State's just not going to get anything out of Cameron Lard right now. And, it, it, you know, with you think about it, the kid has been here just a little more in that full calendar year, and he's already got a laundry list of drama that's kind of followed him around. And, you know, it's early in his career. You want it to get better. You want to give him a a chance. And you know, you know, it's like we say, he's young. But it, it, it I don't know. It's it's, it's got to be really yeah, tough. It I is. Mean, but but Steve Prome does have a history of being able to get these guys who who seemingly do not seem totally on board or buying mm-hmm. what he's selling. To eventually Man. convince them to, I guess, turn to his side. I guess. Yeah. I mean, look at Donovan Jackson. What mm-hmm. they they send the you know uh, mm-hmm. senior speeches last night. It was pretty clear. Donovan Jackson was not all on board with Steve Prome at times throughout uh, his career at Iowa State. Jamil McKay was the same way. Do you guys feel like the Cam? I I don't feel like Cam's not on board. I get, I come at Cam a little bit differently. I just think he's a spirit. Like he, I can't. I can't describe it. I think that part of what made him great in the middle of the season was because he was kind of that free flowing guy. And I think that it's more like in his head now that he knows I can't. 
Like I think there's too much pressure on the guy right now. It, 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 too early in his career, there's too much pressure on, and I don't think he can well, handle it. That's good, where I land on. I him. mean, the good thing is some of those guys that I had mentioned before, you know, Donovan Jackson, Jamil McKay, and you had mentioned Deontay Burton. A lot of those guys, we only got to see. They were know, seniors. Yeah. We and we only got to see a year or two with them and Steve Prome, and to, it wasn't until the very end that they kind of, I guess, both parties kind of adapted to each other. We're now this is the first time where we're really going to see, I guess, Steve Prome kind of built a kid, you know, in, in that type of situation up for, um, you know, a full career, and that's what's going to be interesting because, you know, I'm sure with guys like Burden and McKay. Um, they at least knew, like, okay, time is ticking against us. We've, we, you know, we've got to adjust right now. Whereas, probably a guy like Cameron Large just kind of sees, like, oh wow, I've got, you know, a lot of time here at Iowa State. Cameron Large could be, could be, could be the premier big man in the Big Twelve Conference next year. I mean, assuming Bamba goes out. Yeah, which he probably will. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, yeah. There's and, not. A, you're right. There's not a lot of great yeah, bigs. Yeah. I mean, in the so league. so that should be a carrot right there um um and and you're right they between him solomon and jacobson they could have one of the best front courts in the big 12 and 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 look at and who's who's going to be the the assuming assuming that trey young goes out okay which he will who's going to be the who's going to be the the next next season's um player of the year yeah there's no yeah yeah he's a senior yeah who's going to be next year's preseason player of the year let me help you. He plays for Iowa State. Let me help you. You think Wigginton's the preseason player of the year? In the Who league? else can it be? Well, I don't know. I, I'd have to because West Virginia loses what's his name. Yeah. That'd be Javon uh, Carroll, maybe. I don't know. I'm just going through names. Like, What about what about Tech? Who do they have coming back? Uh, J1 Fisher could be a candidate. TCU. Could what be, about Brozniowski? Is he back? I don't know. I've, I guess I have. I've not Something done my. I haven't due, even thought. About. I have not done my due diligence on next year's Big Twelve basketball season, but it's definitely. I was an just intrig- getting around. I was just voting today, so. Oh, okay. It's definitely an intriguing thought, though. I mean, you've got okay. Here are the underclassmen: Trey Young, gone. Bye. See you later. Okay. He's out. Barry Brown of Kansas State. Wiggins is better than him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he is. Um. Then there's Wigginton. Real quick you- update: uh, Illinois is within three. This is getting good on Big Ten Network. <laughs> uh, 10 13 to go. It's 63 60 Iowa. Okay, who else we got? Dean Wade, Kansas State. Shooter. That's it. No, yeah, but yeah, that, yeah, that's all he does is shoot threes. Um, then we're going down to um, Azuka B. Azuka. How do you say that? Azubuke Azu, from Azubuke. Kansas. Azubuke, and he's way he, down. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard so, for a big man to win that award Osik, unless you're Joel Embiid. Same, same way with Osikowski of, of, of yeah, he's not. Yeah, Texas. He's one dimensional. He's not. Um, yeah, so I mean, Iowa State's got the best big man in the. What about the, Roach? Is he? He's he's out. He's a senior. I don't even, yeah, I don't even see him. He's a senior. He's not even listed here on anything. So I mean, I mean, Wigginton could be. Any that's all the speculation, of course. Latin, that's what we do. But he's. I mean, no. Latin's kind of a role guy. That's how I view him at Oklahoma. Yeah, he's. Yeah, he's not in the top. 30. Who's the other guy? Uh, James Christian James from Oklahoma. Christian James, Oklahoma is a junior, averaging twelve three. Yeah. Yeah. But Wigginton is, is – I'm just saying – Do you remember when they thought he was the next Buddy Hield? I do. Yeah. I'm just saying that Iowa State has the potential to have the best big man in the conference, the preseason player of the year. That should be hey, That should be a point. I, I'll say it here. Right there to these guys during the summer. I will say it on February 28, 2018. But that and, ain't happening. 
No, I'll actually go the other way, and you guys can call me a homer all you want. Talent-wise, they could win the Big 12 next year. You're they, a homer. They, they have the talent to do it next year. The, here's the problem. They don't have any established leaders, and that's where... And that's where this team sucked this year. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Like, I, I think pure talent, 1 through 13, what we know, we know a lot more about Iowa State than we do most teams next year. Most teams do a ton of spring recruiting with transfers and all that. Iowa State's done. We, we know 1 through 13 who they are going to right. be which is important caveat because things could change. Kansas could bring on two blue chippers and a grad transfer from Duke for all we know. Okay? Or or let me go this route. I was talking to somebody who knows more about basketball than I do this morning for a long time. He said that don't be surprised if there's, you know, some of these coaches could be getting fed up too with all this FBI stuff going on. Whether they're, whether it's right or wrong, they could just be, you know, whether they're in trouble or not, they could just be getting fed up with everything. There could be some coaching overhauls too, and that could happen in the Big Twelve. Absolutely, could happen could. in the Big Ten. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think to finish my point, they're going to be one of the most talented teams in the league. Yes. They've got to establish some leaders. I'm looking at you, Lindell Wigginton. That's got to be his team, mm-hmm. I think, in one way or another. Because Nick Nick Babb's not a leader. Like right. He's a nice kid. Everybody likes him. Solomon Young is another upperclassman. Just not a natural leader. Right. He's not either. Tally, not a leader I don't, that we know of. Doesn't appear to be well, that in way. His role, you don't want him to you be. Don't, the guy he's a bench too. guy next. Well, year. yeah, and it's hard he's for a twenty-minute guy. Yeah. It's hard for Shyock and Jacobson to do it as transfers. Like Wigginton is the face of the program next year. Mm-hmm. He's got to be that guy. If he can do that, and then I think a guy, and I know you wrote about him last night, Tommy, is Terrence Lewis. To me, that's a big key. They've got to get a shooter or two. Um, and it could be Terrence Lewis. You, yeah, like but if the he problem can, is you're going to give up a lot on defense with that kid. But yeah, he's he's. But got what if the he's what if it. he's Tyrus McGee for exactly. you? Exactly, like, and that might be all you need come I, next season. That's asking a lot. That, but he, Tyrus might be the best shooter in school history. Yeah, so that was. But, a, but Tyrus know, only played 18 minutes a game, and he'd come off the bench and hit threes for you. Yeah, you probably need him to be somewhere between that and kind of like Matt Thomas. Yeah, you know, I. I'm telling. I'm. I am very. I am very bullish on that team next year. I. And why I, not? Yeah. I, I, I think Lindell. Like it's. It's just. I, I guess this is where, and, and this is probably me being a homer, and you can call I, that's fine. But I do think that, and I think our media has been fair. That it is fair to cut this team a little bit of slack for their performance over the last two weeks. Playing with seven guys. Listen, like having a rotation of seven guys and knowing you only have seven guys available is a totally different thing. And you got Donovan's situation. Donovan hasn't even been at practice. Like they've they've been going through a really weird deal for a bunch of freshmen to deal with. They look like they're out of gas. Just have mercy, get the year over with, and get rolling with I the mean, it's You can make a compelling case, too, that even if somehow, and, and now they they won't, but they somehow got to the NIT, you're probably just like, it might be best yeah. for this team just to finish out the year. The, I the, mean, they, they don't even have a prayer at they that They don't have a prayer. That's but not, I'm, I, yeah, like you, I said, you're saying just yeah. get it over with. Yeah. I, get what you, I get what you mean. Pete, did you have anything else to add to that? Um yeah, Tommy just got me crazy there about the NIT. Please, let's get this over. Yeah, no, <laughs> let's do. No, well, the Pete's seven, got vacation book. The seven, no, I don't. I'm just messing. The, I got. I do have some story projects. My wife would be so on. mad if they went to the NIT. <laughs> I'll say it. I've got some. She's I, ready to. She's ready to have a march off. 
I've got some things I'm working on though that we discussed. But anyway, um, no, a seven-man rotation is fine. It's fine. Seven or, or and then an, have an eighth guy come in, in in emergency situations. But we have, and maybe we've underplayed this all year. But they haven't had ten guys to practice with either. Yeah. I mean, they're they're horrible at defense. But but yet, how do you play? You, how do you learn defense when you're playing five on zero? Or, 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 you know, whatever. You can tell them, you can teach them the defensive principles, but you can't practice at full court because they don't have 10 guys to practice. It's been difficult. It's been a really, uh, right. really um, interesting season, to say the least. All right. Um, we'll take a timeout. Iowa State and Oklahoma on Friday. Uh, I don't really want to dig into that unless we have to. I do want to talk about Tom Manning, though. Iowa State's offensive coordinator bolts for the Indianapolis Colts. Who's next? What should Iowa State do? We'll talk about that next here on Cyclone Insider with the Des Moines Register on 1460 KXNO. It's Cyclone Insider from the Des Moines Register and 1460 KXNO. All right, guys. Welcome back. Cyclone Insider here with the Des Moines Register on Des Moines Sports Station 1460 KXNO. Let's take a look at Iowa and Illinois. They are currently playing in the Big Ten tournament. Um, Looks like there's a injury for Iowa. I don't know how serious it is right now. I don't even have a score in front of me. I'll give that to you whenever it um, pops back on. But the Hawkeyes and Illini playing right now over on 1040 WHO. Gary Dolphin with the call. Of course, Iowa looking to extend its season. Right now, Iowa leads 73-66. 7.43 to go in that basketball game. We had news over the weekend, gentlemen, that Tom Manning, Iowa State's now former assistant coach, uh, assistant, or he was the offensive line coach and offensive coordinator, bolts for the Indianapolis Colts tight end position there. Uh, it sounded like Randy Tom just really wanted to get to the NFL, right? That's had, that has to be the case because he's not making as much money. He's coaching the tight ends. Um, yeah, I mean, so the, and, and good enough for him. If he, he's, he's, um, he had a chance if if that's his goal, which, like I'm saying, it, it appears that it is. Then he's got that chance. He has that relationship with the offensive, with the new offensive coordinator of the Colts. Good enough for him. I mean, um, you know, go on and 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 realize that dream and and you know move up that ladder because you've already proven yourself as a college coordinator. I think. Um, what's to me? What's kind of cool? Sorry, Ned. No, go. You, yeah. Is uh, when I talked to Matt Campbell on Saturday and Chris did too is the thing that one of the things that kind of stood out to me what Campbell said to me about uh Tom Manning was look this was a dream of his he's wanted to coach in the NFL and Campbell goes as the head coach it is not just my job to get players there that want to go in the NFL it's my job as the head coach also to get my assistant coaches to where they want to be to what their dream job is and one of the things he had mentioned was Lou Ianni and his close relationship, uh, you know, with Northwestern and that, and how he wanted to get back there eventually. So, you know, that was something that Lou eventually wanted to get back to. The NFL was something that Tom Manning wanted to get to, and um, you know, to me that that kind of stood out. That that is why Matt Campbell was able to keep these guys together for so long is the fact that it's it's not just about him. It's about his relationships they can build with those guys. And 
his ability to help get them where they want to go too. Now, this is going to be the true test for Matt Campbell too. I mean, we've seen that he can recruit players. Now he's got to branch off off his kind of coaching tree a little bit more than he than he has in the past. You know, obviously having to bring in Nate Chielhaas to um, to be the running backs coach. Then he's you know we think he's going to hire from within when it comes to the offensive line coach and probably the the out of assistant coach too but as kind of time goes on that's that's something he he's gonna have to do more of is kind of look outside that just mountain union and toledo connection as well pete what do you uh i mean i think we all know that the meyer guy the ga is gonna get the yeah. offensive line job that was i talked to bobeck on saturday morning and Bobek was in the was there when they when uh, Manning announced when Manning told the told the players on Saturday mm-hmm. morning and and uh, you know and I said to I said to to, to Bobek I said I said who are some of the guys that that, that you that you would trust because Bobek was was okay he was a, he was a one year guy at Iowa State but he was still pretty darn good mm-hmm. um, and he was a leader of that offensive line um, he's still helping out there right exactly yep. absolutely absolutely he is. Um, who you know? I said, who do you want? Who would you, who would you be comfortable with coaching that line? And he said, Jeff Myers right away. Yeah, everybody's I mean, saying that without yeah. question. And then when Campbell called me, you know, I was in where was I? Pittsburgh. You know, and I talked to Campbell and and I threw that name at him. And you know, it, it's a. I mean, yeah. If, if there's nobody else even under consideration. So I yeah. I guess my deal is where do you go on the offensive line here? I I, I mean I think it's natural to to bring somebody up from within that's kind of the Campbell way of doing it I also think it's possible they do some things to kind of um you know improve the offensive staff if they if if he can do that in one way or another the tricky thing here is the timing with spring football a couple weeks away yeah and I mean now kind of the biggest question mark is who is actually going to be calling the plays and to me it's not really that big of a deal when it comes to the offensive coordinator, to me, obviously, that's that's more than just a title. But you have so many people who have experience doing it. I mean, Campbell was an offensive coordinator, an offensive line coach. Um, you know, you've got Hoffer, who's you know the passing game coordinator, you know, quarterbacks coach, who's been around football forever and has you know more than enough experience doing. He's that. to the offense what um, um, Haycock is. To the sure. Defense, yeah. I mean, with the resume, and I mean, when it when it comes to that too, you look back at the last couple of years too. It's like, yeah, Tom Manning calls the plays for the offense, but everybody kind of had a hand in that whole process, from Campbell to Manning to even Lou Iani a little bit, and 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 probably Brian Gasser at times, and and Jim Hoffer. I mean, it's not it's it's not just falling on the hands of one person, so. To me, I don't, I, you know, it's like, yeah, that's that's something that guy get figured out. But I would be more concerned, you know, it's like you brought up Haycock. If there's any area that I would say football team that I would be massively over, over, you know, overly concerned losing, it would be that part of the side of the football. I mean, yeah, losing Tom Manning's a, a, a significant deal. To me, the biggest loss for him is the offensive line coach where, Man, he, is, he he turned a lot of that from from water into wine in terms of what they had massive struggles. Yeah, with. they they've been really bad there the last two years. But I just don't think it's I, I can't it really pin it on Tom Manning. It could have yeah. been a hundred times. Totally worse. agree. They got I mean, better. He, 
he made those offensive lines serviceable absolutely when they should have been absolutely a hundred times more horrendous than they were. I mean, his first year there, you saw the offensive line kind was, of play pretty well by the end of the year. Yeah, and there was really no excuse for it either. I mean, they were they yeah. had nobody. I mean, they were the, playing like two yeah, walk-ons the, at that the, point. Yeah, the good thing about this entire Iowa State coaching staff is, you know, between Campbell and the other guys, they're just guys to kind of fill in the holes on the offensive side of the football. If you lose somebody like uh, like Haycock, it's that makes it more difficult because all their backgrounds, um, you know, kind of revolve around the offensive side of the ball. I, who, Chris, who do you say, offensive coordinator? Gun to your head. I think he'll bring somebody in. Wow, Tommy. I would have gone goalish. If I had to go from within, I would say goalish. I don't think I would say goalish over Hoffer. I. I do not think he is going to go outside because I think that at assistant coach probably goes to Joe Houston. At that point, I don't think I don't know have a, a an open I, assistant to go to. I think he'll go from outside, but I think it's somebody who's very close knit that's not going to rock the boat. You're talking Toledo, yeah. Yeah, I think the Brian Wright. Right. Um, Brian Wright was the offensive coordinator under Haycock at. Yes. Uh, Youngstown? Yes. Youngstown State. I mean, I, I haven't directly heard his name in any discussions, but he seems like a really natural guy. Would Campbell raid um, his buddy's staff? <laughs> Boom. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Yeah, I feel like he would, but yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, you know, what, what about you, Pete? What are you, what, yeah, you, no, same question I, I, to you. I would say, I would say Hoffer, and, but, but if not Hoffer, he goes to Toledo. Yeah. I don't, I see, I just don't see them making another outside hire because right now, You've got Myers that you're bringing up to be the offensive line coach. Likely, I mean, th- that'll be official at some point. And then after that, you've only got one more job to fill, correct? You know, with the added assistant. I think I think that goes to Joe Houston still as, you know, a guy that kind of runs special teams and does a whole bunch of other He's stuff. He's the, like, in. kicking expert? Is yeah, that, and okay. then I yeah. think that, I mean, then that kind of opens up the door to, okay, one, you've got Hoffer, but then two, possibly, you know, Brian Gasser, too, who's the wide receiver's yeah, coach. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Yeah, but, the uh, I mean, I like Brian Golish, or Alex Golish, and I think, yeah, that's, that would be an intriguing hire. But, one, he's already coaching the tight ends. Two, he's already the... Uh, recruiting coordinator, you got to take something off his play if you're going to add offensive well, okay, coordinator. Okay, so what would be too. in my mind is if you move him to offensive coordinator, he's still the recruiting coordinator, but then he he you you put somebody else on tight ends. I don't know. I just or maybe he, I have no idea. Maybe you maybe you want one of your younger guys be the uh, maybe the recruiting coordinator. You what pl- what sucks is I just know how for, much that Golish was involved in game planning last absolutely, year. Yeah, and he. Not to say I don't think he would do a good job. I think he would do a fantastic job with it. But to me, he is such a good job. He does such a good job when it comes to the recruiting coordinator aspect. You can't take that part off his plate. If you do take anything, it's got to be the tight end jobs coach because that's something you could hand off to somebody else. But I think right now you just can't. I, I just don't see a situation where they go out and make another big hire right now. I think what you got, what you're going to do to fill those gaps are already on staff right now. The less, the fewer changes changing around you do, the better. And if mm-hmm. you made, and if you made 
goalish the offensive coordinator and I have nothing against Alex you know we all know that I mean we've had our words we know that but but I have nothing against him he I think I've got a good relationship with him that would be meaning okay you're moving your tight you're forget the tight ends you're moving goalish to the offensive coordinator somebody then has somebody then has to add has to learn to be the recruiting coordinator okay so there's two major job changes right there so with if you did it with Hoffer then he can continue in his role as quarterbacks coach because offensive coordinators oftentimes are quarterback coaches and and he can be the coordinator and you're you've you've got continuity or it's like or it's like I said where you just give that next job to Joe Houston take that well, yeah, part then, and yeah. then the on um, the the 10th job yeah. I would yeah. say this if I was I think that if, I, to if me, I'm Alex Golish and maybe he doesn't want to be the coordinator, I have no idea. And like it's kind of like Campbell thinks that I I need to help Lou get to uh, Northwestern, I need to help Tom get to the NFL, etc. Like the the message it would send to me if my boss came to me and said, "Well, hey, uh, you know, uh, we'd like to give you a shot at the coordinator job. I know you've been working for this for." For a decade to get up into a position like that but you're really good at the recruiting coordinator job so we're not going to move you up no that would bother me yeah but the only reason why i think that you could get away with that right now is if you give it to a guy like hoffer a guy who's been around so yeah. long and has, interesting. has more than paid his dues. I, he has i i just like with me i'm more of a give it to the guy who hasn't had a chance yet sure. Hoffer's called plays before like he he I feel like he's pretty content at this point in his career where he's at he's doing a pretty good job with what we saw with Kyle Kemp last year oh getting those guys ready getting Zeb ready the way he did for the Baylor game like I just if, if I think I've Pete if I've learned anything over the last 10 years of doing this I I do think there's something with fresh blood anymore as far as like just new ways of thinking you know what i mean i get it in these spots i get what you're saying and 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 like we've like we've said since we started this conversation matt campbell the buck the offensive play calling buck stops with matt yeah absolutely so um i don't we have no idea but this is still a good conversation I, I, i don't know i don't know i think i think give Golish, associate head coach, a bump up or something like that. But he's so darned um, um, significant in the in the recruiting coordinator yes. job, and and that's his fault. That's his fault. That he's <laughs> yeah, so he's good. so good at it. Yeah, that's his fault. Did you hear that, Alex? That's <laughs> that's your fault. Um, that I don't know why why mess around with it? right now. At least you're still building your program. You know, you're still building it. Why mess around with with changing a whole lots of things around i don't i, I don't think it would have impacted luiani's decision to i thought leave. about this oh, i texted but, him and asked him but, thought, what did he say can yeah, you tell us i didn't i'm still waiting to hear from him <laughs> but i thought the same thing. i mean the the first thing you think about when you hear that tom manning's leaving is i mean i remember when campbell first got here my first assumption was that Luayani was going to be the offensive coordinator once Jason Candle 
uh, took over the job at at Toledo. My thought was, okay, Kendall's not coming, not staying at Iowa State. Because you didn't what? think Mangino was coming back? Yeah, no. The man well, genius. I mean, what Kendall? Kendall was. In, I mean, people forget about that. What Kendall was in town for? Yeah, like he was 20, recruiting for him. Yeah, like twenty four hours, maybe, maybe probably forty eight hours. But he was in. He was in town. He was going to be the offensive coordinator, and then um, he ended up taking over the Toledo job. Then I kind of thought, okay, next in lines, Lou uh, Lou uh, and I think for a lot of us, Tom Manning kind of came as a surprise. He definitely did he, me that he was going to be the offensive coordinator. So, if anything, I mean, look at that. That situation should probably give. Iowa State fans from some solace and knowing that okay, this is a guy who had uh, Tom Manning was always vocal when he took over that job to say that hey, I've called plays in the past. That's the thing that I think Iowa State fans probably have to feel comfortable with is no matter who Campbell hires or gives that part of the duties to, they probably have a little experience calling plays one way or another because at least on his coaching staffs. He makes sure everybody kind of gets their hand in that cookie jar. And if this sounds homerish, so be it. But let's give Matt Campbell, um, let's 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 get let's give the our confidence to Matt Campbell. Iowa State fans, give the confidence to Matt Campbell to make that right hire. He's been a head coach. He's he's worked with offensive coordinators. He under him. He knows who to hire. Um, you know, we've seen coaches get their first head coaching jobs and they don't have a clue they and that assistant coaches bingo assistant that's a good example assistant coaches who they hire in the most part they don't know Chizik hired his buddies but mm-hmm. in the most part they don't know you know and like when paul brought Mangino in. At the time, it looked like a, a, like a good move, idea, yeah. but it was a desperation move. Mm-hmm. Matt Campbell has worked with guys before, has worked with these guys. He from a, He's knowledgeable enough from a head coach's perspective what he, the program needs, what he wants, and who he can work with. Whoever Matt Campbell brings in, whoever be, I didn't mean bring in, yeah, whoever becomes the offensive coordinator will do a good job. Yeah, the one kind of intriguing thing I was kind of thinking about when it comes to Hoffer at least it's like man you think about all the running parts that they have you know and no matter what when you're coaching the quarterbacks you're gonna have just a lot to do there and you're gonna have a lot of moving pieces but it seems like that room now more than ever is just going to require so much of his attention right now because when you've got you do have Kyle Kemp but then you're kind of you're still kind of nursing Zeb Nolan, you know, in into that job. Then you've got Brock Purdy that's going to be on campus, and then you've already got Real Mitchell, who's um, a true freshman. There are a lot of training wheels on a lot of different guys in that room who kind of need a lot of guidance from him right now. Good stuff. Um, that's very well said, gentlemen. We will be back uh, giving an update on Iowa, Illinois, and the Big Ten tournament next here on KXNO. It's Cyclone Insider from the Des Moines Register and 1460 KXNO. All right, guys, welcome back. Um, the Hawkeyes are up by six right now in the Big Ten tournament, uh, 90 to 84. 
58 seconds to go. I don't really know the scenario of the game. Clearly, we're trying to do a radio show here for you, but that's what's going on. It does look like Iowa's going to advance where they would play Michigan tomorrow, I believe, at 1.30 is the um, time of that basketball game. So we'll keep you we'll keep you updated. Uh, we got a few minutes left here on Cyclone Insider. I guess the way I look at Iowa State, Oklahoma Friday night, Randy, like I have I mean I, I feel like they'll get blown out and you know, I mean it's not like Oklahoma's on top of the world right they've now. They've lost seven of the last Yeah, so like it's it's a couple lost of seven of the last eight. A couple of teams that are really not playing well. Um and Trey Young has played himself out of Big twelve player of the year. Um, yeah, I mean, what are your expectations for Iowa State? Don't get anybody else hurt. Yeah, I mean, seriously. I mean, yeah, okay, it'd be. It doesn't matter if they win or not with seeding. They're like finish, they're they're tenth no, regardless. Yeah, um, yeah, they're going to play that eight forty five game on Wednesday night anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, just just play well, play hard. Don't get anybody hurt. Get you know somehow. Through a, you know, maybe they will win. I don't know. They beat them in they beat them in names, um, but uh, it's it's you know Oklahoma's fighting for. I see. I've seen of the of the uh, NCAA brackets that I looked at today, um, just only to prepare for this show. Um, they're in half of them, and they're not in half of them. So I mean, there's they've still got something to play for. Oklahoma does so. Um, I don't know. They've got, they can't. They it, more Oklahoma needs this game more than Iowa State does. Vastly, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, Tommy, two more games for Iowa State, or do you think they get they got a shot to win one down in Kansas City? Uh, I mean, they've got a shot, but I I would say they're they're one and done. I mean, they're just so gassed right now. The thought of them winning. Two games just really seems massively impossible just because, you know, the idea of playing two days in a row, oh, my God. I mean, yeah, I mean, they just one game. Oh, yeah, I, I, I think they win or I, I think they should play one game and then they're done. So, I mean, it, w- it would have been interesting to see how things would have been if they had Wilder, Babb, and Salmon Young. Then, yeah. I could I could have saw two wins. I could have, uh, man, things could have been massively different. Just yeah, I, even if the you know those first few games in the year, the Texas and Oklahoma State games, it's like win those like that they just totally gave away, and the season's completely different if you stay a little bit more healthy. But that's certainly not where they are at right now. So they're going to have four and a half days, off, four most of five days off before they between between. Fr- Friday and and Wednesday, so they I think they can get rested. It's it's and if they play Texas, I think they've got a shot. If Bamba's not playing, um, Bamba's got that toe thing going. If Bamba doesn't play, Iowa State certainly can beat Texas if they would if they would play them, and they're right there in that conversation. And That's the, the key. The if Bamba plays, right? I, yeah. I can't. I yeah. can't. So see I'm that. not closing the door on Iowa State being one and being out after the first game but uh it certainly would be i think that's what it's expected you but with iowa state you know if they win that's the unexpected part of it all right fellas well it was a good chat today uh i don't know how we're doing all this next week yeah i have no idea the bosses are gonna have to figure that out because i'm gonna be in sioux falls and 
And I'm going to Tommy and I are going to be in Kansas. Oh, yeah, City. and, I, and I'll, I'll be down in Kansas City on Wednesday, but they're going to have to figure that out. Maybe we just take a hiatus. Yeah. You, you have more pull around here than I do, Peterson. Hawkeyes lead 92-87 right now. 29 seconds to go in that Big Ten tournament game. Um, looking like Iowa will play Michigan tomorrow at 1.30. Thanks to Randy. Thanks to Tommy. I'm signing off. Uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan coming on the show tomorrow.